50% determination. What's that song? 50% deck. 10% luck. 20% skill. 15% concentrated power of will. Yeah, 5% pleasure. Something percent gain and a hundred percent reason to remember the name, something like that. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome back, everyone, to Origins Adaptations, episode seventy-four, two thousand nineteen, episode seventy-four. Like Cody said, <laughs> I am Andrew. This is Cody. I'm Cody, and we got Chris hey, behind hey, hey. the door. I regret saying that immediately. <laughs> what for saying? Hey, hey. No, uh, he said it. You said it in the way of blurred lines, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Regrettable did decisions. You? Yeah, I did. That's what this one will be called. <clears throat> Episode 74, Regrettable Decisions. Oh, man. Yeah. That's what we'll go with that one. Sounds like a really <clears throat> bad B movie. Uh, Forbidden Temptations. Yeah. Regrettable Decisions. Regrettable Desires. Starring Chris Crenshaw, <laughs> Cody Wilson, and Andrew Cooper. I was trying to think of like who can I be the who would be a I great be starring Chris Crenshaw and Carmen Electra. Can I be the abused? What? I'll just be the. I was abused. trying to think of an actress who's been in B movies. I'll be the abused housewife that doesn't want to leave her husband. Oh gosh, bro! Lifetime movie of the year. Can Can Tom Skerritt please decisions. be in it? That would <laughs> young Tom Skerritt, young not Tom young Skerritt. but middle aged Tom Skerritt, like a good solid forty. <laughs> Tom Skerritt. is he? Serious question: Is that uh-huh. actor still alive? I have no clue. Because he hasn't been in anything since the <laughs> that, '90s, as far he, as I know. No, he, no, he no, no, is no, no, not no, no. On any of my lists, so no. must like no. So I, I, I actually always that. liked him back in the day. Tom Skerritt. No, I'm I'm wrong. He was in a few things in the 2000s. Had to he have been. He was born in 1933. Mm-hmm. That dude's old. He is. He's but still there alive, are though. definitely older people who are still making. Relevant movies, though. He was, he's been in a couple of movies. I was just remembering there's at least one or two things I've seen. He's in, in two episodes of The Good Wife. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was in Ted. Uh, really? Yeah. Back in 2012. You know. Wasn't too shout far. Shout out to seven years ago. Wasn't too far back for a guy as old as he is. Yeah. You know. He was in Ted, huh? Apparently. Hmm. He was an alien. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes. He was in uh, a show called Picket Fences in the 90s, which is a huge, huge thing. And then he was in the movie Steel Magnolias, which I believe, didn't that win? I think that one. Steel Magnolia. Did it win? Wasn't that the movie about the mom and the daughter and the mom was like. Sally Fields and Julia Roberts. The daughter was like, had a terrible ex-husband or something like that. No, she was a diabetic and she. Steel. Magnolia died young. Spoilers. Sorry, nineteen ninety. Young beautician. Eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. Somewhere in there. She no. dies. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler for a movie. It's actually quite a good movie. My mom for... watched it all the time. My mom loves that movie. I just. Re- it's a good movie. It's actually. It's. I wouldn't. I mean, it's predominantly a female cast, but I wouldn't even call it a chick flick. Yeah. 
Um, anyways, Tom, Shirley MacLaine. Yes, but Tom Skerritt's character is frigging <clears throat> hilarious in it. It's worth it for him. All Drum, he does the entire eat, time eat, is try and eat, get eat, uh, under Shirley MacLaine's skin. Like all he does is try and make her mad. Really? He's Sally Field's husband, and Shirley MacLaine is her friend, uh-huh. and they just dislike each other, and they just aren't always being rude to each other. It's hilarious. Dolly Parton. He growls at her like because he because he, he thinks she's a dog. <laughs> Sam Shepard. Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott, yeah. Yeah. Kevin O'Connor. There's a lot of people in this mm-hmm. movie. And there's a lot of familiar faces, too. Like, you'll be like, oh. I know that, that guy. Yeah. I remember him from that one episode of that one TV show that one time I was watching it. Alexa. <laughs> not the, uh, not the, uh, what do you call, what, 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 what would you call Alexa? What kind of. It's a entertainment hub. An entertainment hub, yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't doing that. I was doing the kid from Wet Hot American Summer. Speaking of entertainment, Cody, let's get into the news. We probably should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, starting with comics, Marvel's next crossover event is War of the Realms. Mm. So <clears throat> in this crossover, like all good crossovers, we're going to, you know, span multiple titles. So that way you have to spend your money. And swap back and forth. And swap back and forth of multiple Story arcs. Because who doesn't love swapping every other issue? I It's my favorite <laughs> thing to do. Like I love looking in the back and seeing a checklist of all the things I haven't gotten yet. That's mm-hmm. the best. I love it. I love it so much. No, in all seriousness, though, anything that is hard to understand in one arc, like in one, in one trade, yeah. almost immediately, I'm just like, nah. No, it's, it's annoying. It? And it's all, like... The only good crossover event I enjoyed so far has been the Secret Wars, you know, Jonathan Hickman, that I rave about all the time. And the reason that is, is because that literally happened in its own comic. There was a Secret Wars comic that you could just read, and that was it. Yeah. And then other people were affected afterwards, but that was, for for it, the most part. You had the Avengers line and the new Avengers line, and those connected it. Anything else? didn't really matter. Now you had stuff like Infinity mm-hmm. and Axis and X-Men versus Avengers and all this other stuff that I'm just like, man, what are you doing? Rewinding the clock back about a decade, did you do you have any strong opinions on Blackest Night? I can't remember if you did or not. Th- that one cuz it it suffers from the, from that problem in my in my opinion where you have to swap back and forth through all these different blackest night titles same with brightest yeah. day yeah. but it's a rare occasion where i still liked it i i like i enjoyed it i think the reason why that one worked a little bit is it 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 included everything mm-hmm. like there wasn't if you were reading a title there was most likely this it was going to be affected by this yeah it was a hu- it, it was almost beyond um any other event yeah as far as just how much it involved the entire scope mm-hmm. of the DC universe yeah has marvel ever made anything as inclusive as that where it's like every little character the even the ones you've forgotten about are included cuz like the first civil war the first it. civil war yeah. would you say that it's kind of the same in, I w- in I terms would, of its inclusiveness i would say so that was probably the first time Maybe DC, just maybe Siege. It. Siege did 
a little bit of that, but that too. <sighs> there were two characters left out of that though, weren't Siege there? Siege took a lot of the teams. Yeah. yeah. The problem is, is you don't have an X Men in the Marvel un- or in the DC universe. Right. Like, yeah, you have the Green Lanterns, but like, they solve that by making that based around the Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Where, with this, you have the X Men, which is spawn like, like they span so much. Mm-hmm. Because you don't just have X-Men. Then you have, like, X-Force. You have the freaking Brotherhood. You have uh, all of these other... And then X-Factor and stuff like that. I was going to say X-Factor, too, yeah. And so you have all these other teams, whereas with Green Lantern, it's just, like, straight up just Green Lantern, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the other Lanterns, but those aren't really characters people cared about until Brightest Day. Mm-hmm. Because that's when... Because that was Jeff Johns, right? That, all yeah. Of that. yeah. And was. that was... That was Blackest Night was really when the the lantern colors yeah. really mattered. I can't remember if they brought them in It was before that because you had the It was a little bit before. But it was around the same same era though. Yeah. It was if you look Blackest at the Night art and everything, the, uh, it's the same. Blackest Night era. introduced the Black Lantern, right? Yeah. That was all of that, and that's mm-hmm. when good old B Man dies, right? Mm-hmm. Around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good old B man, and that was around. What was that? Probably was that ten years ago or nine years? Nine years ago, I can't remember what year. No, that had to have been at least ten or eleven years ago. Gosh, time has flown. But that was when the zombie craze was first really blowing up. Yeah, around like two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like when that zombie craze first started? It's still kind of going on. I mean, I mean the resurgence. Obviously, zombies have been popular off and on for ages. But. Yeah, because you had like the Marvel zombie stuff. Uh, Walking Dead started in 2010. Was it, was it 2010? Yeah. yeah because so- I remember the first season was around when I was either either late, soft, I think it was like the end of my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And the start of my junior year, I think, is that that's when. All right, that's when that show came out. Yeah, because I I didn't get into it until the second season, and then I dropped off after the third season. So I wasn't. It's not like I was. I a never quite stayer. I never quite got into it. The, I, I guess the best way I can tie tie up that discussion is uh, Blackest Night is um, unique for my taste in that I usually don't like uh, having to swap titles while I read. And I'm also not usually like the hugest zombie fan. It kind of depends on the movie or yeah. the comic book, but it did both very well. I thought. Yeah, I, it's just it's weird for me thinking of that comic book as a throwback because that that is now at least ten or eleven years old. I can't believe that. The Black as Night. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think of that as like some old classic. <clears throat> I think of that as fairly recent, fairly modern. It looks modern to me. Like, when, when you look at the artwork and well, stuff. Well, that's because the artwork hasn't... It's like, not dated at all. And one of the reasons that is because they went digital. Like, yeah. digital went crazy mid-90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And it's all looked pretty polished ever since. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, with the older stuff, you're just like, ugh. That, like, it, it's good. Like, it's classic. But mm-hmm. you're just like, that kind of looks wooden compared to the stuff now. It can't. I don't know. I actually. Do you not prefer hand drawn stuff? I always will. Um, it depends on the. It scenes. can be too rough. It yeah, can yeah, be yeah. too rough. But sometimes digital stuff looks 
I have found that when stuff is proportionally wrong, mm-hmm. digital makes it look worse. Yes, I will. Because it's I more, will. I will agree to that hands down. <laughs> well, it's like uh, or faces. Like remember, remember the resurrection of Rachel Ghoul? Uh, That's digital, for instance. They and, still are really bad at faces. I don't. For some reason, they're just the hardest thing to do, especially in children. Like faces on children, they make them look like. 17 or 18 it's like no this is a five-year-old <laughs> like, like yeah no one a- knows how to draw a fresh face kid yeah they always give them too many smile lines exactly too too much history behind the eyes so war of the realms it's pretty much uh you know what it sounds like um thor and asgard and all that jazz are uh helping to fight off all the different like fantasy Marvel realms mm-hmm. in in a sense, um, yeah. So that's coming out. I think that's coming out in March. It's being written by Jason Aaron, okay, who is currently the head of like all things Thor. Um, yeah. So I think that's about everything on that. I know. I know more stuff has come out because. It's I got this information a little bit ago. And okay. So, but that's if you're in the Marvel universe, if you're reading current Marvel, that's what you should be looking forward to next for the crossover. Um, there is a new Transformer, Transformers comic that follows before the war on Cybertron, uh, which is a really cool concept. We've seen everything from the war of Cybertron and afterwards but I, I'm i really interested in seeing what happens beforehand, what leads to the War of Cybertron and everything like that. Uh, I don't know. I've always been a huge fan of the comic series. Um, the I saw Bumblebee, and the start of Bumblebee is like the Battle of Cybertron, like the full-on first battle, and that was uh, that was incredible. That was really good. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Scott Snyder. My man, Scott Snyder. Good I writer. Love this I love that dude. He, uh, For those who do not know, he wrote the new 52 Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much all of it. He did 52 yeah. issues. Black Mirror. No, he uh, did more than 52 issues. He did a lot. Yeah. He did, he did Black Mirror. He did Court of the Owls, uh, right? Yep. Night of the Owls? Yep, yep. He did Joker. He did Endgame. Uh-huh. And then he did Death of the Family. Yes, Death of the Family was really Death of the Family was really yeah. good. Except for Nightwing. Nightwing's for, section was like really lame, but Well, and I so I think I've mentioned this on the show before that I have weird feelings about Scott Snyder because he's such a good writer, but at the same time when I go back and read classic Batman, I'm like, god, how far removed from classic Batman have we gotten with, like, all the weirdness. Yeah. Like Joker cutting his tongue and... Well, actually, no. Uh, Grant Morrison did that. Joker cutting off his face? Joker Joker cutting off his face. But Morrison had him cut his tongue. And a lot of the weirdness did start with Morrison. I think that's really it, is Snyder just kind of spawned off of what Morris... He carried the torch, for sure, for the next, what, five years? Six years? A long time. Like, because New 52 really happened... 2011? I thought it was 2012. Maybe 2012? it's maybe it's a year after I graduated. Probably. Yeah. yeah. That sounds that could, that sounds right. Let's let's go with that. 
Yeah. Mo- let's let's call it 2011 and a half. Yeah. More than 11, less than 12. Yeah. Uh <laughs> So I w- I would say that that was what he did mostly there. Yeah. Was he just carried that torch? Mhm. But Scott Snyder is an incredible horror writer. Mm-hmm. Like he's really good at creating really interesting characters. He's uh ru- he's written a series that I'm getting into called American Vampire, which is oh, really that's right. Cool. Yeah, he writes that. Yep. Um and I know that, so he is working on a new, he also did the last Justice League event, uh, the the Justice League medal, which introduced, uh, uh, what was, the Batman Who Laughs, that that character design is so messed up. It's mm-hmm. essentially Joker who has become the Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he has three Robins, and they're like these messed up kids, and they all, like, they, their like catchphrase is crowbar, and so it's yeah, it's, me- it's messed up. Uh, As in the Jason Todd incident. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. If you're a bat fan, that if I if that doesn't make, give you the weebie jeebies, yeah. I don't know what will. Uh, uh. So he's working on a new title called Justice League Six Sixth Dimension, uh, which is I think just a continuation of DC Metal. Mm-hmm. Um, should be interesting. Uh, I always look forward to his stuff. The end of Metal broke the barrier. It was like this like energy barrier that was holding back all magic from entering this universe, Earth-52. Earth mm-hmm. uh, and when that happened, um, people's powers started freaking out. Like Beast Boy isn't... Like doesn't have control over his powers, so he's constantly like changing when he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like other people are obtaining powers, like all of a sudden. And so there's a weird like magic thing going on. And now magic has been, like real magic has just been messed with, and is I think it's just like gone. Mm. It's really weird. <clears throat> really weird. Um, I haven't mean to get into it, but I haven't yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Spider-Man PS4, the video game, is getting its own comic book series. Uh, what that means is... I saw that, and I, like, yeah. I was asking you earlier, I was like, so why? And you said, you explained to me, Spider-Man PS4 is his own version of Spider-Man. Yeah, so he's not 616. Uh, he's not Ultimate Spider-Man. It is... Literally another universe. I know that they've talked about it in the Spider-Verse comic. They've shown what his number is. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was actually really cool. And I think that's where it's going to spawn from. It's going to spawn after the Spider... The Spider... Gaiden, I think is what it's called. Uh, which is pretty much the conclusion to Spider-Verse. And, um, the, the comic line. Okay. Um, so in that, they've gone and they're recruiting more Spider-Man and they, they've run into his <clears throat> and he finds out that the the one leading the team is Doc Ock and Spidey's body. Mm. Um, and he he interacts with him and it's a really cool interaction because in the comic or in the game this is going to be a spoiler on the game so if you haven't played the game and you don't want it, anything spoiled for you uh, pause. Pause or, you know, mute it for, I would say, only like a minute or two. I'm not really going to go too far into the game okay. uh, for this. Uh, 
Yeah, so the main reason that it's really interesting in that comic is because Doc Ock mentored Peter in PS4, like Spider-Man PS4. Like, full-on was helping Peter become a better person. He was the one that took him through school and everything. It wasn't just some random scientist that Peter looked up to. Like, this guy was, like, another Uncle Ben to Peter. Um, And... So it was really interesting seeing him interact with Doc Ock because uh, in the game, the reason he goes mad is because he starts getting dementia. Um, and hmm. he he does neural like experiments on himself so that way he has more motor control over his hands and stuff like that. Uh, but it causes him to get, like, it just causes him to go insane mm-hmm. and become unstable and he becomes, you know, the Doc Ock that we know. Right. <clears throat> but... Uh, and it's really conflicting to Peter because he has to fight this guy that he thought and he knows is a good person. Yeah, he likes him. Yes. And so that's why you see the other Doc Ock from 616 who isn't a good person. Like, mm-hmm. he just he looks out for himself only and will kill people and, you know, wants to do crazy things. How true to form is uh, the Tobey Maguire Doc Ock? I would say that's about standard for Doc Ock. Is like, it? That's a uh, yeah. But so when he meets him in the, in that movie, for instance, and that, and I feel like that's what a lot of people who hear the name Doc Ock are familiar with is the Spider Man Two. Yeah. The the everyday the non comic book goer. Yeah. Um, he and Peter meet and they are talking science and they are kind of not not friends, but he is kind of somewhat of his you know. Yeah. So. Maybe Doc, maybe his I idol, mean, his 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 uh, like I said, he, he looks someone, up to him. He does, and I'm trying to remember back in the comic, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's kind of sort of like that. It's been so long. Gotcha. Like he's one of the first ones who come. He's he's the first and only like not only he's the first villain to ever beat Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a huge issue that Spider Man usually beat all his villains mm-hmm. uh, by the end of the comic and with. When Doc Ock came, uh, he he bested him, uh, and it was a really cool, really cool thing. Gotcha. Um, to see Peter now having to um, do his own thing, but for the most part, I don't think so. I I don't think it was that beginning era where he's like looking up to him. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's in the comics. Okay, but I could be wrong. Like. But for a it's movie, a long, like for a movie, it does time. add that kind of a, a depth to it. Yeah, it adds. Yeah, it adds character. I would say, well, it's having, not a bad thing to add. That's for sure. No, and ever since, like every iteration of him has kind of been like that. Okay, like where he he is someone that either Peter looks up to academically or. In some other way, you know but, I, what I've realized. <clears throat> I, I kind of want to touch on this. Is in movies they do that a lot. They did that in. Well, okay, they're not always friends beforehand, but I've noticed in movies there seems to be some way they tie in the the superhero knowing um, the villain either as another version of themselves, like in Batman eighty nine, where it's where it's Jack. Nicholson yeah, yeah. He, as the gangster. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton's version of Batman knew him as that character, but didn't know who, didn't know the Joker was him until he saw him up close. Yeah. 
and he recognized him. Whereas, like, in other comic book movies, I've found that they're they're usually doing, like, I don't know, they seem to, they seem to like, do the uh, Michael Keaton vulture thing where it's, like, mm-hmm. he knows this guy and then he knows that guy, too. Yeah. And then, like... <clears throat> Somehow it gets it all gets brought together, um, but with the, with the Spider Man thing that I with that I like with Doc Ock in the movie, and I think it's cool they brought it into PS4, is having that relationship, that background before becoming villains. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, Bob Kane. Well, I mean, he probably Bill, pro- Bill Finger. <laughs> yeah. Bob Kane says <clears throat> that uh, he wished that he had thought of that, which is really a funny like remark because Bob Kane. I'm surprised he didn't just say, yeah, I thought of that, but Bill Finger didn't want to do it or something like that. Um, But no, Bob Kane said that he wished that he had introduced the Joker in a different way versus just throwing him in there as the crazed clown. He wishes he had built in a backstory. Yeah, because Joker Joker is a villain of a thousand backstories. Yeah. That's kind of of what he became. Yeah, to this day, it's a a different story every time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I, I, I like him though. He's an agent of chaos and even his backstory is a chaos, is chaos. Yeah. And they, they, they kind of develop the Joker backstory. The fact that he has multiple like endless backstories. Yeah. They kind of develop that over time. Originally it was just an unknown. Yeah. And I do like the idea that there is some kind of backstory, even if it's constantly changing, even if he's a gangster, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. I, I kind of do like that. And I like the fact that I, I like the fact that the characters knew each other in some way, shape, or form prior to in in, in uh, Batman '89 and in Spider-Man Two. Both both movies, the protagonist knew the antagonist before they became uh, like arch enemies. Yeah, but in different ways. Batman was still against Jack. But mm-hmm. in Spider-Man, it's harder, and this is how they, they always put Peter through just emotional hell, mm-hmm. is they actually have him be friends, or, or I guess they have they have Doc Ock be his mentor. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think it adds more depth when sometimes when the protagonist and the antagonist know each other mm-hmm. before becoming foes. Yeah, definitely. I, li- I like it. <clears throat> and not done in a cheesy way. Like, we're just like... Oh, we're doing this so that way they become enemies later on. Yeah, good job. Uh, Sorry, it took me a little bit of explaining to try and find like how yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> find my no, footing. But I was just saying I I like that that extra bit of mm-hmm. development. It adds substance mm-hmm. versus just you're in tights and you're bad. I'm in tights and I'm good. Let's yeah. fight. You Let's know? fight it out. Yeah. Let's fight it out like they do with a lot of Marvel villains. <laughs> oh, you're the evil me. Cool. Well, let's, fight. let's throw knuckles at yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. So what's uh, up next on the menu, Maestro? What's What's up on the menu? Well, I mean, we're, I can just finish the this one, which uh, it getting its own comic book series. Uh, like I was telling Cody, it's not going to be an adaptation of the com of the game. Um, it's going to be a series following either the stories after, or probably the stories before, uh, the game takes place because. Mm-hmm. This, in the game, it's not like him starting out as Peter or as Spider-Man. Okay. He's been Spider-Man for- Starting out as Peter Parker. Yeah, starting <laughs> as Peter Parker. He's been Spider-Man for a little bit. Yeah, okay. Like, he's been doing stuff, and 
He's gotten his name out there. I love the costume they gave him in the game. Yeah, I like it. It's not my favorite. Uh, actually, the first instance I got to change costumes, I did. Oh, really? Um, I thought it looked cool. Yeah. It there were there were so many cool costume options though. Yeah, I mean your brother gave, your brother was me. showing me all the options. Oh, there was maybe like two that I didn't care much for, but a lot yeah. a lot of the options are really badass. A lot of the mech suit ones, I was like, eh. but yeah, yeah, those ones mm-hmm. for sure. And then there wasn't there like the uh, the spirit ghost one that was pretty random. Oh, that one's great. You like that one? Well, because it's it's not very Spider Man. It's, it's out of the comics. Uh, out of the um, there was like a comic recently where the spirit was going like Punisher. I think is the, sp- the spirit of vengeance for a little bit mm. too. Okay, so I guess yeah. if there's if there's a backstory to it that might make it a little yeah. bit cooler. I just I just didn't think. No, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't look it doesn't very Spider-Man-ish. Like I wouldn't ever use it. But no, uh, the two coolest though, the classic. Yeah. And the uh, the uh, animated drawing version. Or is the, it is he a drawing? There's. You mean the like Ultimate <sighs> Spider-Man version? There's one version that looks it's particularly cell shaded. Yeah. Yes, yeah. cell shaded. Exactly, but I think mm-hmm. the classic is still the best. I use the Scarlet Spider all the way through. That's really cool too. I don't think I changed it. Like I changed it when I got the new ones, and I, I think I beat the. I went through the whole game using that one, mm. that one outfit. Do you have a least favorite Spider-Man suit <sighs> of of ones he's w- worn in um, in the comics and comics and movies? Not like in any. Uh, not particularly. Any nothing stands out as particularly bad. Like trying to think off the top of my head, not really. Like I even I even like the all new, all different Spider Man. It had the lo- it was a long spider in a glue like a glowed neon green, mm. like on the outside of it. And even that I I enjoyed. No, I mean most of them I've I've really liked. I even like the like the janky homecoming one his oh. home his homemade suit i yeah. really like that actually. i thought it was stylized well too mm-hmm. way cooler than his silly homemade one in uh the first one the, with the toby Maguire. oh one. yeah yeah uh that's the worst one yeah oh yeah okay okay <laughs> yeah, there we go yeah. we're getting somewhere uh my favorite though is uh with the paper bag over his head wearing the <laughs> fantastic four um costume the thing with Which Spider-Man, happens literally after Secret, the original Secret Wars, where he comes back with the symbiote suit, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We need to test this, but you need to get home." So here's the here's the Fantastic Four suit, and then he's like, "Well, I need to put something over my face," and they put a paper bag on his head. That's literally how that happened. It's great. The thing with his suits is so many of them are what I think of when I think of the Spider-Man suit, the, just the classic look. Yeah. Just different variations. You know, mm-hmm. the spider is shaped differently or it's a little bigger, it's a little smaller. Yeah. Sometimes the web, um, the, the black web uh, stencils look a little thicker or thinner. Mm-hmm. But unlike other characters, like, say, Batman, who has just had so many <laughs> damn hideous costumes, yeah. and some that are just so overthought. Yeah. And... Superman had one of those. He had the crappy one in the 90s where he went black and white. Yeah. Um, and then who else has had some bad costumes? Lots of people. Yeah, but I'm trying to think, like, who who was really dishonored? I don't know. I thought Bat- I would say a lot of the thought- female characters have had really bad suits. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Storms looked pretty dumb at times. Yeah. 
She has some dumb looks. Scarlet Witch has had really terrible ones. I think the thing with Batman is uh, it's not necessarily the degree to which they're bad. He's just had so many that I was like, nah, yeah, nah, whatever. I really like Spider-Man's his... got a lot of good costumes. Mm-hmm. I really liked his uh, his current one. Not his current one. I think they changed it again. I think they went more back to the classic. For Batman? Yeah. Uh, the last update that I saw was when he had some of the yellow... Um, the yellow on the belt. Belt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that That's the most the one... updated? Or is there a new one after that? I think there's a brand new one after that. Mm. Like, I thought that one was like pretty they cool. They just changed it. Just changed it. Uh... No, I, I really like the suit. But I thought, anyways, just from what I saw, because I, I watched a little bit of gameplay when I was watching your brother the other day. Or mm-hmm. like, actually, actually, I think it was like three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I yeah, thought they, the I thought the look of the game. Oh, hold on a second. They've gone back to ooh. They've gone back to like the the classic. pouches. Yes, pouches. Well, he's had pouches. No, I know. I just like saying that pouches. He would. <laughs> At shoot. least he doesn't have giant like ammo straps around his. I was just going With to say this, this would make uh, <laughs> what's this? why am I forgetting his name again? Rob Liefeld. This would make Rob Liefeld proud. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, he looks cool there. That's a that's a badass drawing of Batman. Yeah. It's too bad you guys listening can't hear what I'm seeing. Yes. <laughs> it's a drawing of Batman wearing a costume. No, but it's pretty epic. Yeah. I I think that is. The, I like that look. That's the current iteration. That's that's pretty classic. I like that. Uh, yeah. Rebirth. His rebirth costume was pretty cool. The one with the yellow. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes, yes. I was trying to think. Rebirth, rebirth, rebirth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, oh, with yeah, with yeah. the yellow trim. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. It was a nice way of modernizing it without making it look totally stupid. They've they've done some uh, more like you were saying with uh what we were saying were the weakest uh, Spider-Man costumes in the video game, when they make suits too techy looking Yeah. Usually it just looks lame. And they did that for a lot of the New 52 stuff. Like, they went all armored. Yeah. And uh, I even remember the... Um, At the time, I liked it, and now I'm like, no. I, I, even, I really don't care much for it. There's a web comic series that I will always hype up and promote called JLA, which is Justice League as eight or as eight-year-olds. Um... And, like, they're all wearing their classic, like, spandexy looking outfits. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, uh, the, the bullies start attacking them. And they're like, oh, we need to get better better suits. And they get, like, armored suits, kind of like New 52 is. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, these are lame. And, like, they take them <laughs> off to go back to their, their old ones. And it's a really cool. That's cool. Like, yeah, commentary on how New 52 kind of just went further than they should have on the armored suits. It's also dumb that their armor all matched, basically. Yeah. Like, the lines. Yeah. Like... Well, the, that's... And that yeah, was with that, New 52. Like, they brought in the, like, the new... I think it was... Who was it? It was probably Didio, the guy who's in charge of the creative team on the comic side right now. Uh, he He wanted it all to be the same. Like, if you go back to the New 52... Every single New 52 title, except for maybe, uh, even Batman did with Greg Capullo, and even though his art's incredible, mm-hmm. like, it still had that 
all the art kind of looked the same. Uh, except for a few, like I said, Greg Capullo and then Francis Manipool, uh, on The Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you looked at Aquaman, Superman, Justice League, Wonder Woman, like, they all looked very similar. Yeah. Uh, in art design, and that was... Very homogenous. Yeah, they, they were trying to do that where Marvel was doing the exact opposite, where pretty much every title had their had own, its style. own style. Yeah, which was really cool. Uh... Moving on to TV news, Rogue One prequel series is underway. Um, don't know what that means. Uh, I thought Rogue, Rogue One prequel. Uh, yeah, I didn't look too much into this. Um, I think it means sto- uh, it's going to be following stories before Rogue One, which is just like, just say... Before a new hope. Yeah. But so that I'm I don't know. I don't really have any hope for this. However, the Mandalorian It could be okay. Cody, the Mandalorian. I I learned new news about the Mandalorian. Oh, you did. And let me just tell you, I am excited. I am Can you divulge? I am stoked. (laughs) Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, mm. good old, what's his name? I just forgot it. Dave uh, Filoni, <laughs> Dave Filoni, my hero, is directing the first episode. Nice. For those who do not know, Dave Filoni created the Star Wars Clone Wars series and the Star Wars Rebel series, and is the only person at Lucasfilm right now who knows what they're doing when it comes to Star Wars. Like, only person. It is insane that a child's cartoon series was more Star Wars-y and in line with the continuity of characters than the last four movies. Like... Do you really feel that way about every single Star Wars movie compared to that uh, series? No, 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 no. The last four movies. So, like, Episode 8, Episode 7, Episode 3, and Episode 2. Okay, so you're totally excluding Rogue One? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean the main, the main line. Uh, 7 could have gone in a good direction. It was only spoiled because of the direction Episode 8 took it afterward. Yeah, it... Well, that's the thing is episode ma- 8 made episode 7 useless. Yes. Like, I think what people were riding on with the end of episode 7 is, okay, well, I'm excited at where this is going. And then episode 8 just kind of decided not to do that at all. Um, So, with this prequel series, I, I don't know what's going to be happening in it. Uh, like I said, there's been so many books... I know there was a there was a book that followed uh, Jin's dad and the the building of the Death Star and stuff like that. I think it's called Catalyst. And then there's even a series that focuses on Jin. There's a book that focuses on Jin before when she's part of Sagarera's squad. Um, so I'm I'm interested. I I don't know what this is. Maybe we'll get uh, what's his face? Was it Cassian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, We'll get Cassian stuff, maybe. I don't know. 
the more of the uprising of the rebellion. Make ten men feel like a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> make ten men feel like two. Uh, was it? Make ten men feel like half a dozen. Half a dozen. <laughs> uh, so, I'm I'm interested, but I need to see how the Mandalorian does first. Uh, yeah. S- speaking of services and TV shows, the most watched streaming TV shows at the current moment are Young Justice season three and Titans. Really? Uh, one, I'm not excited for. Uh, but the other one, I am all pumped. Titans? No, the Titans. Young Justice. Young Justice Season 3. And here's the reason nice. why, Cody. Here's the reason why. Because it's no longer on a kid's TV network. It's on its own thing. Mm-hmm. Which means we're getting darker storylines and we're getting a more mature animation. Not both, not things. killing joke, mature animation. <laughs> uh, but I I talked to a guy this last weekend, and he was saying that it's the elements that they deal with in the first like six episodes. There's only six right now. Uh, are very very mature. Like not the characters are doing dark and gritty stuff like Titans, but like the ele- the scenarios they get themselves into are um, more. Threatening, threatening, uh, just dark and disturbing. Um, and then he's like, "And there's blood." So, oh, cool! So there's it, that's that's kind of cool that this series is starting to become more what it should be, uh, which is yeah, the, the best animation out there. I always said, and this is this is a throwback reference for sure. But um, I mean, would anyone expect any less of me? Uh, one problem that I do sort of have going back and watching X-Men, Wolverine never gets to stab anyone. Yeah. Well, we got a movie kinda, where he kinda, stabbed everyone, so kinda it's okay. get, Well, <laughs> we got a bunch of movies where he stabbed everyone. Well, especially, especially the last one, though. Yeah. What Did we... Did we no, because you no, fell asleep no, halfway um, through and you didn't... Half, no, no, not halfway through. I fell, I fell asleep at the ending. Oh. I did not fall asleep halfway through. Okay. I fell asleep at the ending. Okay. If, if that's what I said, then I, I think was we wrong. talked about it. No, we certainly, we certainly did. Um, yeah. I just, I guess, I kind of forgot your feelings on that movie. I, I remember we went through the synopsis and we talked about it, like what the movie had in it, content-wise. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember how you felt about it. Meh. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did I hear? Okay, I heard someone say that there's a certain actor who might be playing Wolverine. Cannot remember which actor it was. Tom Hardy? That's not what I heard. That's or, or some actor wanted to play him. Tom Hardy? <laughs> Does Tom Hardy need to play another comic book villain or character at all, really? I don't, I don't think so. He's good. Well, he's got... So that leads into my next... He did Bane, next... and he did Eddie Brock, and he did one of those pretty well. <laughs> I guess I have to say allegedly. I haven't seen Venom, but I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. I should say uh, that for legal purposes. Speaking of Tom Hardy's Venom, mm. that movie's getting a sequel, Cody. Mm. And it's being slated for 2020, I think. Uh, because the first one did so well. Because I, people really liked that movie. Did they? Don't know why, but they did. 
Yeah. It's like, I even just saw, and this will go into why I said next, what I'm going to say next, which is uh, another just like, I think my radar is off. Like, my critique radar. I need to, like, purge what I believe or feel about movies. Yeah, you need to just throw all that away because and think from someone else's standpoint entirely. Guess what has been nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars? What? Black Panther. And it's like, I get I, it. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I heard about that. I get it. The movie did things culturally that uh, other movies have failed at doing before. I'm not going to say that other movies didn't do before because I'm this is not the first black superhero. No. Uh you've had Blade, you've had Steel, you've Did I had tell you sorry to interrupt Spawn, you. You've had you've had many different ones. It's just the first one that succeeded in the way that it did, in, in a very mainstream way, yes. kid-friendly way. Did I tell you I'm pretty sure I did. That so this girl was going on. She posted something on Facebook. Uh, I, I I've unfollowed her since, but she posted something about how Black Panther was this big new deal and this and that. And so I gave her a really early example of a superhero film that was super successful with a black main character, and that was Blade. Yeah. And instead of being like, "Oh, you're right. That is." That, that, that was a long time ago. She goes, well, if you have to reach back that far in time, then that explains the problem. And I'm like, I don't have to reach back that far in time. You, you have movies like, wasn't Will Smith in, in Hancock, for instance? Yeah. Like, well, that's probably, what, a decade ago? So I'm not saying there aren't other examples in the past 10 years. I'm saying you, you don't... You're, I'm saying you can go back that far in time and, yeah. and see that it's been done. Black Panther is the first time that maybe like a young black kid was able to look up at Black Panther and feel the same way like any other kid would look at like Captain America where yeah. it's it's a more kid friendly um inviting like triumphant movie and mm-hmm. a, a, a more just a, a more jubilant character Blade is not Blade is not like that Blade is yeah. dark but yeah. he was a badass and the movie had sequels and they were all successful yeah that's and that's so, where I'm coming. Like I'm, I know the importance of this movie. Yeah, but like I understand this. The Oscars are. It's a political game. Like it's, it's got, because Blade came out in '97 or '98 when there was no. Well, no, I'm just there. There I'm was saying, no political tension at that time the way there is now. Well, not even just that, but the 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 movies that are winning Best Picture and stuff like this are not movies that deserve it. Like in my opinion, they're. They're movies that pander to an Oscar-like audience mm-hmm. who want, oh, it made me feel. And then when you point out the flaws of why these were not, like, even just technically a good movie, mm-hmm. they go, well, that doesn't matter because of the things that it did. And it's like, okay, that's cool. I understand that's a good piece of art. I will accept that. I will accept that Black Panther is a good piece of art in the way that socially made people feel. <clears throat> However, it has many flaws. It has many flaws. Uh, being that when you look deeper into the character of Killmonger 
it is a very shallow and 2D character. Mm-hmm. When you look... 2D, not 2D. Yes, not 2D. <laughs> 2D. Uh, it's... It's... Yeah, he's just a very shallow character because he starts out really interesting, but then by the third act, he becomes a generic villain who just wants to take over the world. Mm-hmm. And... He w- he tries to take over a world, the world through his own, you know, messed up view of, you know, revolting against the man. Um, but it still, it still doesn't, by the end of it, I, I still didn't care about Killmonger. Mm-hmm. I cared about what Killmonger was saying at the very beginning. With his like, with his dad and everything, how he grew up, like everything that was happening there, I understood and I followed. He joined the freaking like hit squad and became a killer because he that is his life. That's all he's known. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when he gets to Wakanda, it's like you like, where were you guys during all of this? That was really interesting. Yeah. And then I got to the third act where he's just slicing people's throats and he's just like, yeah, I'll kill whoever I want. And I'm just like, okay, I don't, I, I don't get where you're going here. Like, what are you trying to, it was weird. Like I, I felt there was a disconnect between the third act of there this is. movie and the, this first two acts. And a lot of places I've looked, people agree with me that the third act is the weakest act of the movie. Um, Which, when a movie ends weak, it doesn't make for the best experience. And it... One one aspect that I know that a lot of people agreed with me, and I know I harp on CG a lot. I know I am probably the most critical person when it comes to CG. I'm probably probably more off-put by bad CG. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people came to me and said how bad the CG in Black Panther was. It was bad. Like, the last... And I think that that plays in part with the third act once again. Of It ended up being... It could have been a really cool... This is who Killmonger is. Killmonger is just a beast of a man. Mm-hmm. Like he was when he defeated Black Panther in the, in the second act. To, I'm putting on this Black Panther suit... And I'm going to fight you as Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why? We're doing this again where you've taken a character and you just shallowed him out into uh, a, a copy of the main character. Yeah. Uh, a clone. A clone. And I think that's why I look at something like Infinity War and... The things that Infinity War did well of all the characters it took and juggled and kept fresh, it the villain was real and deep all the way through. They showed so many aspects of Thanos. It ends with a punch to the gut. And I... I, I see this movie and I see the the cinematography it did the how the CG was bad in some places I will agree with a lot of people like in which movie in 
Infinity War. There's, oh, really? There's a scene where Thanos is like, after he gets the Soul Stone and he appears in the water, uh, and it it does kind of look like an early, like a late two thousands video game scene. Is it really that bad? I mean, you're gonna on first ha- watch. I didn't notice, but the gonna- more times I've watched it. Well, we should also let's distinguish for a moment here between imperfect CG and crappy CG. Oh no no no! That's why I'm like, saying. Yeah, I would actually say the the. The crappy CG in Infinity War is uh, Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster suit. That that wasn't good. Like when it showed his head in the suit, oh, um, oh, oh. you could you could definitely tell it was not put together well. Uh, but those you are mean, like you mean Tony Iommi, Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. You mean Tony Stark? No, 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 no. Uh, Wait, why? Why would why Bruce would... Banner in the Hulkbuster suit? When he's on the battlefield, Mark Ruffalo. I'm. I must be forgetting an entire part of the movie. It's been a while since I've seen it. I, I just saw it once. He's on. It's Bruce, Bruce in Banner in the Bru- Hulk Buster. Bruce suit. Banner is in the Hulk Buster suit in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do how, not. I do not remember that at all. How do you not remember that? Well, it has been you know months since I've seen it because he can't get the Hulk to come out, and so they put oh, him in the suit. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's and right. Then, like, it pops but you up can and- see why I would be. Why we like? Wait, that happened. Like that's, why? That's like a huge part of the movie. Is it really? Yeah, because no, he fights. Not he kills a, a dude. With it's that. not a main premise in the movie. It 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 is. There's many times where he's like, "Why won't you come out?" And he doesn't come out. Well, no, I remember that. But his, like, but him being he kills his, a dude being with, in he, the suit. He kills is, a dude in the suit. A lot of things happen in the movie. A lot of things do happen in the movie. But I would not call that. I mean, yeah. So but it's him like trying so, to get the Hulk out. I remember that. I remember that now. But no, you can. How under- don't you remember him in the Hulkbuster suit? Though? I don't know why. It's like <laughs> when I, whenever I think Hulkbuster suit, I always think of Tony Stark. Yeah, because it's his suit. It is his. So suit. so naturally, I was like, wait, what? But I have only seen it once, and okay. I, I I don't remember specifics the way you do. So, but that CG was bad. That's all I wanted to say. I was going that. to say I remember a scene where. Um, uh, Tony Stark's face looking a little off in one of his masks, but that might have been in an early Iron Man movie. That would definitely, because he was barely in the suit. Because his suit in Infinity War was a like a, it was a nanite suit, so it was very thin and slim. Right. It wasn't as uh, bulky as the Iron Man suit. How long was the Hulkbuster scene in in uh, Infinity War? About the last half. The last half of the movie. As soon as they get to Wakanda, he is wearing that suit. He's so he's 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 literally in the Hulkbuster the entire the entire half. Yes, I don't remember that. It's weird that you don't. He kills one of Thanos's lieutenants in the suit. I'm I'm not saying that it's not there. I know you're getting defensive. I can. It's it's cute. <laughs> you're getting like it's like I have lobsters crawling out of my ears. You do. You look. I can you, see you, them. you look offended. They're delicious. I'm not gonna lie. I am offended. <laughs> no, but I just I just didn't remember that. I, yeah. I I remember him not being able to get the the Hulk to come out. Mm-hmm. But I I only saw it once. I need to see it again. You do. But that movie has so much going on in it. Anyways, let's get let's get back to the point of it all, which is that Infinity War is a better movie than Black Panther. That's what. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and yet we're saying Black Panther is the more Oscar-worthy movie, and it's not. It's just it just is mind-boggling, and that's why I'm coming from this point of maybe 
I am too critical on certain movies. Like, maybe I need to re-change how I look at things if these are the movies that are getting nominated. Like, to me, there is a there is two lists of movies. There are movies that entertain you, mm-hmm. and then there are movies that are just high quality. Like, I might not enjoy myself while watching it, but I can objectively say that this was well made. Mm-hmm. There are movies that I'm super entertained by where I can objectively say this movie wasn't well made. Like, a lot of the Marvel movies aren't spectacularly technical, well-done movies. They're just fun. They you mean a, with the way things tie in plot-wise? and Well, and yeah, just that, but like how it's also cookie-cutter a lot of the times. Yeah, it's like, lack of creativity. Yeah, and okay, I, I that's all you, there, but you. the way that they bring out the characters from comic books that I've that I've always read all my life, they are entertaining. And that's what they do well. Where That's where I think the DC movies are doing the same thing, but are failing at. They just don't do a good job at bringing those characters to life and bringing mm-hmm. them on screens in an entertaining way for me. But that's where subjection comes in. Mm-hmm. And I can say, I didn't find Aquaman fun. I wasn't entertained by Aquaman. But I won't like look down on other people when they say, I thought Aquaman was a super fun and rad movie. Mm-hmm. Venom is hard for me because I think Venom was technically a bad movie. Mm-hmm. And I was also not entertained by it. Very, like That is where I will be a little harsher on people's opinions of what do you find entertaining? Do you just find bad movies entertaining? If that is the case, cool. You'll like Venom. Uh, I I do know some people. Not none of my close friends. Don't get nervous, everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listening. Uh, I do know some people who I've noticed that the movie textures they're drawn to, and I'm going to throw out an example: Transformers Two. Yeah. That sort of texture, like they're drawn to it. If Just... it looks, if it looks fake, and there's lots of explosions, and and. Uh, sort of like hard mechanical edge textures to it yeah. and, and it's a lot of like mach- heavy machinery that's very clearly CG and sparks are flying and explosions are going off like I know people who are just drawn to that and yeah. that's what they want to see and the thing is that they don't see how bad it looks yeah because in my eyes like I'm not impressed by the production I think it looks cheap mm-hmm. I'd rather see really good like practical effects or stop motion mm-hmm. you know used tastefully in the right spots so then, then that was the, yeah so as I don't know. much as bumblebee was a boring movie mm-hmm. um that is something they did incredibly well uh the transforming was probably the best that has been in any did it look pretty good yes it looked really well done nice um keep going on what you were saying no i mean that, I, that was pretty much it i i just think that some people just have different tastes mm-hmm. and some people are drawn to what in yours or my opinion is bad motion picture quality yeah and some people like really simple plots where there's nothing intricate or you know not, nothing you know no no cool no cool turns yeah and they 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 want that they want that really immediate sort of I don't know, like 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 you were saying about uh, well, I guess I'm not talking about characters, just a shallow. They they want a shallower quality in the movies, and and 
And and with Black Panther, I think the issue is, is you you have a shallow third act, but you have a really strong first two acts, and it's all it's all skin deep. Like that that's my issue with it is people are applauding and like lauding it around as like this deep character like there was no development real, yeah there was no big revelation at the end exactly and that's that's where i'm like i think it's like a pseudo it's like a pseudo high horse of like i liked it because of this and it did all of this mm-hmm. and this character was like this and this and this and I go, if you look closer at the movie, it actually isn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are ideas that were... Thrown sp- into the movie. And sprinkled. Yes. Like, it was all there. Yes. But it wasn't ever, like, explored. Right. I was waiting for a point in the movie where I was... And I think there might have been one part that came close, but it was still like, eh. But I was I was waiting for a part in the movie where I was going to be like, whoa. Yeah, like, like with Killmonger, where it's mm-hmm. like, like holy crow, like this is, like this really is ambitious. They really did take a unique turn here, and they really did open my eyes. But I didn't really feel that they started to go that direction in mm-hmm. the in, in the first yeah act and and the first half of the second. And by the end, it's like like you said, generic bad guy. Yeah, and you no longer feel sorry for him at all. Yeah, because he's just a ruthless dick. Yeah, he's not. I was expecting Killmonger to have another side to him. Yeah. And they kind of hinted that he might, and then they went a totally different... They just went yeah. a 180. By the end of the... By the end, yeah. He wasn't a complex character. No. He was a really... Like you said, he was a very two-dimensional character. Yeah. And I don't know. I I actually thought that Thanos was an incredible villain. Mm-hmm. Did, did you feel the same? Yes. I, I really liked Thanos. And he did have a couple of different sides to him. I was, he I did. Was, I was surprised. Like the scene where he cries before, you know, before killing Gamora. Yeah, and it's spoiler. And I think that's. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel even like though, no, no, we. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. we, we've talked about it. We talked about it. Um, I mean, for someone who hasn't seen the movie, that that could be a spoiler. I guess a little spoiler territory, Infinity War, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, seriously, the. I think a pe- a lot of people downplay that moment. Where he could only get the soul stone by giving up something he loved. Right. Like, I know there's people out there who'd be like, oh, yeah, because, you know, he's just a terrible person, so he was able to do that, and he's faking it all. It's like, no, he wasn't. The fact that he got the stone means it wasn't fake. Right. Like, he deeply, deeply cared for Gamora and loved Gamora but, but he felt was, he had to give her up. He had to give her up because he felt his cause, because he saw his world die, and so he felt this was the right thing to do. Um, he forced himself to do it. Mm-hmm. And that scene where she's like, you're crying because of your thing, blah, 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 and he's like, he's not crying for himself. Like, that was, that was impactful to me, I would say. Um... Yeah. I don't know. I just And even the end. I just think it's a sitting... slap in the face to all the other Marvel movies that are just as good or better. Yeah. That's what I th- that's that's the way I feel yeah. about it. That this is the one. That this is the one that gets best 
You know what also tells me is there is a chance that this movie just was this year, this last year was just not filled with good movies. Like you that, could make that argument that they had to put this on the list because filler. Yeah. Which is even more slapped to the face of the Marvel universe of just like, really? Yeah, like this This is what gets added to the list because you need filler. I Which think, is annoying because I think there was a lot of good movies that came out this year that, like, I think The Quiet Place. I think The Quiet oh, Place I came out Oh, I love A Quiet year. Place. Yeah, yeah, it did. Did that? Yeah, I think A Quiet Place should be on the list. It might be on the list, and I'm just, let me look at the nomination list here. All right. No, A Quiet Place, mm. no, that movie borrowed some loose concepts from things that have been done before, but I thought overall it was a compelling watch, and I can't really say I've seen many movies like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought some of the creature design reminded me a little bit of, say, like the Demogorgon from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. And the Demogorgon from Stranger Things reminded me a little bit of other, you know, aliens and creatures that I'd seen in other films. But I thought A Quiet Place was a unique cinematic experience in that most of it was just truly dead silent. And then there were those just crazy intense moments. Mm -hmm. And it just made the experience that much more dramatic. And you really felt like you were a part of the family and like you're a part of their life. Uh, so it does not. It has. Yeah. No, it's not in here at all. A quiet place is not. Which makes me sad. Uh, okay, so here here's what I think it is. Uh, the- so here's the list: Black Klansman, which I heard was good. Bohemian Rhapsody, which was good. I don't know if it's a. Did you see it? Oh no, I have not. Mm. I've just seen the things. Uh, the favorite which I've heard was interesting. Green Book, which I've wanted to watch. Yeah, Roma. I want to I w- I see that too. I don't know what that is. Uh, a Star is Born, which I've heard is... Another I do want to see. Uh, and then Vice, which is the uh, Christian Bale... Dick Cheney movie. Dick Cheney movie, yeah. No, it's, it just there's makes a, There's me, a lot of those that I would see. just makes me sad that there's no Quiet Place in here. And then Black Panther. Yes, in the Black Panther. So here's here's why I think Black Panther's there. Mm-hmm. I think it was a solid movie. It w- it was a solid movie, and I think the narrative fits the spirit of the times. Yeah, and I think just because it was pushing that, people ran with it, mm-hmm. and it's almost like oh. We care less about the actual quality level, yeah, and more like, was it at least good? Okay, yeah. Does it push? Not not push. That's, that's kind of that's kind of intense. I don't mean to use that word. But does it incorporate uh, themes that are relevant in modern culture in America? Yeah. And yes, it it did do that. But look at everything in between. Look at storytelling, character development, use of computer graphics. Mm-hmm. Music, the score was forgetful. Well, there wasn't, there wasn't, a, nothing about the movie blow, blew my mind at all. Here's what bothers me about the score: is the actual soundtrack for the movie is incredible. The Black Panther soundtrack when you yeah, just I've, to heard, it. I've heard everyone say that for sure. But the issue is that it's by Kendrick Lamar, so most of the soundtrack is actually very explicit. Mm. So you couldn't 
put like the actual songs. You couldn't put the, the full clips in there, yeah. yeah. But it's funny you should say that because guess what? Guess what is being nominated for original score? Oh, I know, I I knew that. Black Panther. But see, here's the thing: is um, I don't understand why Bohemian Rhapsody isn't on here. On uh, original score. I guess because too much of it's just Queen. <laughs> just too much of it, yeah. Sound um, mixing Black Panther. Well, I mean, I'm gonna throw this in there. Can, sound, can, sound editing. Okay, A Quiet Place does have sound editing. It better win sound editing, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Uh, but Black Panther's on there for sound editing. Costume design Black <sighs> Panther. What? No way, Infinity War had... <sighs> I'm... What, what, what? It's not even on the list for costume design. Wow, no kidding. Are you kidding me? Infinity War was the Marvel movie event of the decade. Or not, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I meant of the year, but no, of the, of the decade. Yeah. Like, Infinity War... Production design, Black Panther. Infinity War was such a huge thing, I can't believe that it's being ignored. Besides the very first Avengers, Infinity War is the biggest Marvel deal. It's getting visual effects. Infinity War is getting visual That's effects. That's just pathetic to be yeah. ignored like that, like across the board. Man. Oh, it's pathetic. Man. Okay, so so here's what I was going to say about um, the score to uh, um, Black Panther uh, is, well, Lamar, is, is he... Did he uh, produce the music, or is he just the MC and lyricist on the album? And the way was, was he it, produced it? He produced it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's impressive that he did it. he did the whole job. Yeah okay. the the original s- soundtrack is actually really well done. It's probably the I would say that is the best score of last year. But when I I see the score and I look at what I heard in the movie, mm-hmm. and that's not the same. Right. The usage of the songs yeah. isn't right. That, that was yeah. how, that was how I felt. I was yeah. referring more to when the superhero themes come in, like because yes. there's there a aren't there a few moments where there's like strings and stuff, and it's just a little more superhero-y? Yeah, but like you said, it's forgettable. It's really right? forgettable. Whereas I remember the song that plays when Thor comes in in Infinity War. Yeah, it's the Avengers theme. But see, I don't know. I guess that qualifies as a score. See. When people think of the Batman 1989 score, they think of Danny Elfman, but Prince released an album for the movie. Yeah. So I don't think of the Prince album as a score. I think of it as song, but, songs he recorded. But when you get to the Batman 19, the when you get the soundtrack either on CD or vid, vinyl, is it the Danny Elfman stuff or is it the Prince stuff? When you when you just get the Batman soundtrack, yeah, um, it's Danny Elfman. Okay. When you get the Black Panther soundtrack, it's the it's the Kendrick Lamar stuff. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm saying, like, what? So, what of the string music they composed? For, did, some, was think, it just disposable? <laughs> I think some of that's in. Okay. Uh, I don't know. All All the stars is original song being nominated from Black Panther. I I don't know. That's like. I I don't want to knock the soundtrack because I haven't listened to it, and also like Kendrick Lamar is a very talented rapper whose music I don't I just don't get that into. Are yeah. you are you are you into that? Have I you, like his music. See, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think it's 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 okay. Yeah, it's. I think that was our main topic today, Cody, yeah. talking about <laughs> Black Panther being nominated. Uh, two things though, I will say on that list: Into the Spider Verse, incredible movie. Everyone should go see it. It. 
if Infinity War didn't come out last year, it would be my favorite movie of the year. Mm-hmm. It's being nominated for Best a- uh, Animated Film. I think it should win it, uh, hands down. If the Oscars were not stupid anymore and <laughs> didn't include animated movies for Best Picture, I think it should win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, that And to me, that's where it falls in that category. I think Infinity War was more... In- to me, was more entertaining just because of the spectacle of it, right? Like, of what was being done, I think it just it like the fact that I was sweating afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I was like the scope that movie the magnitude took me through a lot. The animation, the characters, and the the even the 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 plot of what was all happening. And the voice acting and everything, the the soundtrack in Into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. was so, done so well. I actually am annoyed that Into the Spider Verse did not get original score because that score is also really incredible. Is it cool? Yes. Nice. Um, that I think that's another thing that just makes me annoyed, and it makes me like I don't care about the Oscars mm-hmm. because this is a movie that the Oscars have made it. The last movie that I think that had a chance at winning Best Picture was Beauty and the Beast, and it's when they changed this this scoring, where now there's an animated department, and your animated movie can't win Best Picture because it wins Best Animated Picture. And it's just like, you're st- that's stupid. <laughs> like, mm, gotcha. I think it's annoying. Uh, because, and then once again, when we're looking at the the Oscars, it's all subjective, but then it's subjective by genre. Like, yeah. what's you need your best comedies, you need your best, uh, your best, um, horror and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think the Golden Globes do. They do best drama, best, best comedies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Oscars do. Right. Uh, but even then, the that's weird because they put comedy and musical in the same category. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, musical or comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's dumb. I've like, I've always thought that was so silly. It's just like why? Yeah, that is that is just so silly. Yeah. Uh, so that was my rant. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that think it is the best movie of the year. The reason this got brought up is because I saw a comment on there that said. Black Panther is cool and all, but doesn't hold anything to Venom. And I was just like, are you kidding me? To Venom? Yes, I saw that comment. And Venom was like, this idea's, this person's idea that, of this great superhero That flick? Venom was, like, leaps and bounds better than Black Panther in their mind. I was just uh, like... I, I, was just I don't like, know. I there again, I haven't seen Venom, I but... I have. And as much as... I trust you, you enough yeah, to you've say. You've heard my genericness of Black Panther. Venom is worse. Venom is so much worse. The the script, the acting, the it you know Black Panther has you know the first two acts. Venom doesn't have an act. Oh. It, it has it has a scene. That's ooh. It has a scene. That's, that's in cold a, in a building for like five minutes that I was entertained. And it's when you see Venom actually being Venom. But then let's get on to generic bad guy number forty. <laughs> uh, because all the other generic bad guys were taken, so we had to use this one. Uh, and he's, you know, just going to put on a, an, an evil Venom suit, and we're going to have two uh, evil Venom and a good Venom fighting each other. 
it's going to look like a mess because you can't tell what's going on. <laughs> and then let's Sounds have horrible. let's have a a great fight between Eddie Brock and the the person that got put in the uh the bad venom suit. They're both wimps. So it's not a fun fight. It's really boring. Like they do this scene where he like jumps out of the air and like does like a like a punch, uh-huh. like a slow-mo punch thing. I was just like this looks stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> you look really lame. I uh, wonder if the creator of the movie had eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh however, Sony did come out and say they have no interest of bringing Spider-Man to their side of things and they want Spider-Man to be in the MCU for as long as he can because he makes them money. And he's aw- he's awesome and he be- yes. he belongs there. He belongs with those yeah. other characters. Let's did you see Far From Home trailer? Mm. Trailer the trailer itself is terrible. Uh, the movie looks great, but the trailer is How do you edited. know without seeing... The edited... N- because, like, they should... So, things that get spoiled in the trailer... Mysterio's in it. Okay. Uh, there's also elemental-like things that I think are Sandman and Hydro Man and Magma Man. I think it's Magma Man. What'd you call me? Magma Man. <laughs> uh, Sorry. But then there's also I know there's like elemental like alien beings called the ele- the four elementals that are very similar as well. I think it's all a plo- ploy by Mysterio to make himself look good. Um, while like he's like, oh, I just saved the day. Like Sinestro, not Sinestro. Uh, you don't you don't mean Sinestro? Not Sinestro. Um, the bad guy in Incredibles. Syndrome, syndrome, okay. syndrome. Where he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm saving the city, but I created these things, and then like it goes bad for him. Mm. Like that was that whole concept, and they'd see, they'd call him hero because he was saving. He was saving everyone. Gotcha. I think that's what Mysterio's doing, um, and it's Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterio. The suit looks awesome. The Mysterio suit does it like full on embraces the comics. I'm gonna watch this here uh, in a sec. And then, uh, the Spider Man, he has a stealth suit that's pretty good. Oh, but, that's neat. Yeah. So, thank you for listening to our rants today. I guess I feel I feel bad only because I feel like so many people who are going to listen to this have heard me say this before. We've said it before. And I know I've talked to many of our mutual friends mm-hmm. about my not once, my once not, again, my, not my distaste for Black Panther. I I liked it. Yeah. Just my how I was underwhelmed when people told me how great it was, and then I saw it. And I was like, well, okay, good yeah. good movie. Once again, I'm not. I don't want to downplay the importance of what this movie did. Like you said, there are kids out there who can now go. He looks like me. He's my Captain America. Yeah, that's how that's um, how a lot of young black kids, I'm is, sure, will feel. That is really cool, and I'm really excited to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited for the next Black Panther movie. I'm excited to see where this goes. It just, out of all of the Marvel movies to get nominated for Best Picture, oh yeah, yeah. it's just weird to me that this is the one. And it's not weird because I know why it's being nominated, and then it just it reflects again why I don't like the Oscars. Uh, and why I don't it's care political and why I don't care the outcome of the Oscars. Yeah, because I haven't in a while. Uh, but and I I feel like I get 
offended every every time. Like every time. And the thing is the people who I know who are really into watching the Oscars every year, they see movies differently than you and I do. Yeah. They they are only they they give more weight and value to the socio-political aspect of the art. Yeah. Less about the the technical form. Yeah. Because then you'd have to actually go through and be objective and quantify things. Yes. They don't want that. No. They want because because filmmaking they're, they're, is an they're art. They're thinking with their feelings, and yeah. they're not being objective about the parts of the art that are a little more that involve more critical thinking. Yeah. So, well, thank you for listening to us this week as we rambled. Thank you. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again. See ya. See you in episode 75.